as you know, everybody, we have a big game this week. Opening game against the Cowboys yet again. This is the sixth time out of eight years that we had to go to Jerry World to start our season off. We are doing something different where we like to get involved with some rivalry fans. So with us today, we have Randy Chance. He's a Cowboys fan. Randy, are you there? I'm here. How you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Really looking forward to this uh, football season and this game. This is going to be a great one, I think. Again, like you said, six out of eight times. And, you know, it always does seem to come down to somehow something between the Dallas Cowboys and the Giants to make some sort of playoff implication. So this is pretty exciting. Well, last time we met, obviously we weren't trying to get into the playoffs, but you guys were trying to get position in the playoffs. We had a very exciting game that ended at the very last pass by Dak Prescott. I'm sure you remember that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. But, yeah, anyway, but all that being said is I do have to say <laughs> this. The uh, My team, my college football team, they had a pretty pretty nice game this week. Penn State beat up Ohio, Idaho and I uh, definitely am feeling that, you know, we might have that being set up right now with our first game of the year back at Dallas Stadium, one of these nice big wins. Well, you don't have Beasley. <laughs> we don't have Beasley. We also don't have Ezekiel Elliott. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. We ended last year with a wonderful catch by Beasley. And now this up-and-coming game, you may not have Zeke. How do you feel about that? So, definitely, I think he is obviously probably the biggest piece of the Dallas Cowboys offense, that and their offensive line. You know, Dak Prescott is a good player. He avoids mistakes. But having Zeke is obviously, I think everybody knows, I would say similar to the Giants having Saquon. He is our centerpiece of our offense as of right now. That being said, I... I'd be stuttering too. You sound like you're a little nervous. You got a big game this week, and you don't have Zeke. I'd be stuttering too, buddy. Yeah, you're you're right. That does make the game quite a little bit less than ideal. Uh, I think a couple key components that you're going to have to keep in mind is the Cowboys' offensive line is still the same offensive line that has done this with different running backs, different years. Oh, you have. Dak is still there with with the addition of Randall Cobb and many other veteran receivers. Amari Cooper, obviously, we know that. Gallup, who's coming into his own last year. Jason Witten coming back, bringing that very, very sturdy uh, tight end position and additional, you know, one of the best blocking tight ends of the league. You know, I definitely do think that the Cowboys are in the best position to succeed without Ezekiel Elliott. However, I don't see without Zeke being there. I don't see it's a hands down victory. I still think they squeak it out somehow. I was going to say, I mean, I'm not going to disrespect you to the point you did win the NFC East last year. I'm not going to sit here and be an Eagles fan and say, we are going to win the division. Like, I'm not going to overlook you. I will, however, say Dak Prescott is not the same player without Ezekiel Elliott. Dak Prescott wasn't even selected in the top 100 by his peers. And then he wants to go around and say he wants $40 million a year. I don't think he's worth that, and I don't think he can carry your team. Well, that's a place where I agree with you. I have not sold on Dak Prescott. Um, I do think he had a fantastic first year. The last, the year after that, his second year seemed to be one of the typical sophomore slumps. I do think at the end of last year, he was showing a little bit of flair, 
which is uh, kind of exciting for me, obviously, being a Cowboys fan. I, 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 I see things that looked, uh, I guess, better than I'd say your average possession quarterback. He had a couple 400-yard games at the end of last year, and he was actually looking like he was moving the ball while he's still not making big mistakes. I agree with you. He's not a Tom Brady. He's not, you know, even uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't even know if I put him on the same pedestal as as uh, Carson Wentz at this point. But I do think that he gives the Cowboys a really good chance to win the game because of how he protects that ball. Um, and, you know, I, I would agree. In the end of it, $40 million, probably not. But in the end, I don't know if your team, if the Giants have what it takes right now, just looking at what you guys are up against. And I, I, I don't, again, don't be disrespect, but Eli Manning, you know, talking about quarterbacks not looking the same. I mean, he has just struggled. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I mean, Eli Manning did throw 4,300 yards last year. Eli Manning did have his highest completion percentage since I think 2010, and he did throw his least amount of interceptions since 2008. Eli Manning's been playing against a terrible, terrible offensive line for the past five okay. or six years, and this organization let him down by not giving him a line just like you always had a line or how Tom Brady always had a line. or her. I mean, I can go on and on. And we're not behind John Jerry, Patrick Almahay, and Eric Flowers anymore. I think we're going to have a very, very respectful offensive line this year. And I don't even think it's a stretch to say it's the top five or six in the league once it's all said and done. And then you add Saquon Barkley in that mix. And then a second year under Pat Shermer, I don't know. I, I think Eli can do it. I think Eli can get it done. It's interesting you say Flowers. I have this picture of Flowers standing because I've watched so many of these games and his very uh, hourglass figured rear end is in my mind. But anyway, <laughs> just to keep going. No, I, I mean... Hey, I, we're both going to get sacks this year when we play against the Redskins. That's a nice thing to know. <laughs> that is absolutely true. I want to say, I hear you on Eli Manning, and I agree with you. Okay, let's take away the fact that we're going to say it's not Eli, or maybe it's not all Eli, it's a lot of the offensive line. And I would agree. I think you have guys that have spent money made improvements on the offensive line. We can't talk about, or we have to also talk about the losses to your offense, which I think we could both look at and say there's some pretty serious losses, not with, you know, uh, not, not with just Odell Beckham, but the guy that was losing my mind right now, but the guy who's out for a while. Hey, Golden Tate. Uh, Golden Tate and and uh, I, I just I look at your your. Oh, you're thinking right Sterling now. Shepard. Sterling Shepard will he'll be there week one against you guys. He's a he's a go. Okay, he's a go. Either way, I I look at your offense and I see players who have not proven to make plays besides besides um, Saquon. Of course, I see players that just have not historically been playmakers you know you could say golden tate has made plays here and there golden yes, tate golden tate's a solid receiver now we won't have him but he is a 90 reception I, receiver and a thousand yard receiver you can't go I, off what he did last year in philly i'm not okay and i would say okay let's say let's say you cannot go off of philly you're right you, you have to go beat before philly and say this is a real sterling or the real golden tate and maybe that's true my question would be all of the other receivers put together, where, where, I mean, there's just, 
Well, I, I'm I have been, your team, and it looks like a bunch of number two and number three receivers to me. I don't see a big number one. I don't see any threats that scare teams like Odell Beckham used to. All right. Well, I do believe I do believe Sterling Shepard can play that role, but I I do like this receiving core. I like Benny Fowler. I like. Corey Latimer. I think these are guys that can get it done. These ain't these one twosy guys. These are like guys that have been in the league four or five years and they're trying to make their spot in the league. And I think they can get it done. But I, that's, that's a hearsay. That's my opinion. But there is somebody yeah. on this team that can make some plays that I think you guys are going to have a lot of problems with. And that's Evan Ingram. Dallas Cowboys have not been great against the tight end. Dallas Cowboys, I can just throw this at you. Last year, the tight end position was targeted 170, 117 times, and there's been 86 receptions. That's a 73.5% completion percentage, 887 yards and a touchdown. Okay. With this line that's revamped and with Saquon Barkley that you have to worry about, I think where we are going to beat you is with Evan Ingram. I think that's our shot, and that's somebody that you're going to have to worry about, which will also open things up for Sterling Shepard. So I'm not disagreeing again that you're Evan Ingram. Again, you got Saquon Barkley. Well, you said nobody else was there, and I just wanted to prove I a point that your one of your weaknesses is, and you are out a bunch of guys this week. I mean, I'm not saying they're not going to play, but you got Demarcus Lawrence. He has not done anything yet. He's on the pup list. He has the shoulder surgery, and he has not been back. Now, he's planning on being there week one, but who knows? Byron Jones, hip he has a hip injury. He's uncertain for week one. And then your defensive tackle, Tyrone Crawford, he's also on the pup list. So, yes, you do have one of the better defenses in the league last year, but you got some guys that are banged up that have not participated at all in training camp. And, and you're going to expect them to come out and stop us week one. Yeah, I mean, I definitely – I was just reading the other day, and I would say I, I would agree Dallas right now is some of the deepest defense in the league out there. I mean, Van Der Esch, Sean, and I Jalen like Van Der Esch. <laughs> I, I do, and Jalen Smith are, to me, probably the best trio I've seen at that position in a long time. And those guys are all healthy right now. This was not – hasn't been like this for two years where all three of these people have played on the field at the same time. To me, the excitement is, I agree with you, the Dallas Cowboys have struggled with the tight end position. I see these three guys solidifying that. But again, let's just say the tight end position is the one position that maybe is able to burn the Cowboys for a couple plays. With the the way the Dallas defense was on um, pass protection last year, with being able just to shut passes down, I just don't see the weapons you have being able to stop or being able of the Dallas Cowboys, I guess, being able to um, I, I just don't see the ball getting getting deep to those players. Well, another you know, another maybe, it's hard to talk. A, go ahead. That's go okay. Ahead. That's a, maybe no, a couple finish. over under the under to the tight ends and, and maybe even a breakaway or two. But the Dallas Cowboys have historically done very well against whiteouts, and with the depleted whiteout situation that I'm looking at, I just don't see you know the high flying game that the Giants are going to need to win this game. And another thing another thing that you guys didn't do great against was the, the, dumping it off to the halfback, I mean the running back. So Saquon Barkley, he had 80 receiving yards against you guys the first meeting. Now that was only his second game in the NFL and we were playing behind a very bad depleted offensive line. 
in the second meeting, the game that went down to the wire when Beasley caught the touchdown to win, Saquon Barkley carried the ball 17 times for 109 yards and a touchdown. So not only is are you going to face him with a better offensive line, you're not very strong in defending him. Like, Eli's going to check down. He's going to dump the ball to him. They're going to run plays. And that's something else you guys just struggled. I mean, teams had success for, on you that way. They had an 82% completion percentage and three touchdowns against you in that. So, in my opinion, Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, and Sterling Shepard do have enough to get it done to beat you, especially with your defense not going to be in tip-top shape and ready to go firing all cylinders week one. And then, and, and another thing, you talk about depleted. I don't really think you guys are the same team without Zeke. So that's going to give us a chance to concentrate on Dak Prescott a little bit, get him confused. He doesn't like playing from behind. So if we can get going early, get ahead of you, you don't have Zeke to fall back on, you know, to slow the game down for Dak. Mari Cooper – doesn't always show up. I mean, he had a nice end of the year from you, but he's known for disappearing, just like he did for you guys against the Rams last year in the playoffs. And when he went against us last year, he only had five receptions for 31 yards when uh, Janaris Jenkins was covering him. So I'm not really worried about Amari Cooper this week. Yeah, I I look at the uh, the Dallas Cowboys offense as well. I, 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 I'm not a big Amari Cooper. Oh, yes, he's a magic ticket to it all. I agree. I look at if I were to put the two running backs up side by side, Zeke or Saquon, I'm a Penn State guy. I really love Saquon and what he does. I like the fact that Zeke's a good running back on the Cowboys team. If I could pick a running back, I would pick Saquon. However, I still don't see you guys being able to get up on us. I I, I mean, I I could be wrong. The Cowboys couple comebacks struggle with comeback wins that's a Dak Prescott thing I don't think he feels comfortable playing from behind but I I, 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 I know what you're saying it's only week one the style of football that the Cowboys play though they play play a ground and pound uh and and, and, you know a very tight defensive game ball control they're not a team built to really come back I would say the Giants are more of a team built on a more high-flying offense kind of like Tony Romo used to play with the Cowboys so I find to watch football sometimes the Dallas Cowboys can sometimes be a little bit I hate to say this as a Cowboys fan but more boring to watch they tend to just play the game to win where I think the Giants more play the game because they're I guess more flashy with it you know I do see I, us know. I do see us playing more the style that you're saying that the Cowboys play at the beginning of the season. I think once Golden Tate gets back, but with Pat Shermer, it's not you're not we're not going to be going out there slinging it, you know, 20 30 yards in the air. We're going to play a lot yeah. of underneath, a lot of dink and dunk. And that's why I don't think it's going to hurt us as bad as people think with this receiving core. And I I mean, I'm a believer in Eli, man, and I, I think Eli made a lot of receivers in his lifetime. I mean, we had Steve Smith that didn't do anything after he left us. We had Hakeem Nix that didn't do anything. And I, it's not fair to say Victor Cruz. But other than Odell Beckham Jr. and and Plaxico Burris, Eli never really had stud receivers. Well, I mean, he had Monty Toomer years ago, but he wasn't flashy. Monty Toomer like was a solid Victor guy. Cruz was, was pretty solid when he played for those few years, too. You know, and they've always had good tight ends. I mean, back in the time of, of Shockey. And, and, yeah, I think I, mean, I, I love Shockey. I think the guy's name that caught the ball over his head in the Super Bowl. I mean, he's had good weapons around him. Eli has now, see, consistently. The guy that David Tyree caught the ball in the helmet. He was a nobody. That's the one. But that's he wasn't, one. He, he wasn't a solid 
receiver. He never really had solid receivers. I mean, that's just yeah. – and I think this offense isn't designed that way. I mean, Pat Shermer's offense isn't designed to to be flashy. I mean, you know, it's underneath. It's more underneath. But uh, my my question to you is: Let's just say the Cowboys, you know, come in with their 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 tough defense comes in, and 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 the offense looks very similar to what they did last year. The Cowboys defense comes in and shuts them down. Is there a point where you say? You hear people calling this have Daniel start throwing the ball. Is there is there is there a point where that? Oh, absolutely. Are, I mean, if we come out honestly, does it happen in week one? See, I, I I sat down in the beginning of the season on it was one of our episodes here. Me and my nephew went over the schedule and, and we we actually had us losing this game. Now, I don't want excuses. I kind of hope Zeke is there because if we beat you, I don't want people saying, "Well, you won because <laughs> Zeke wasn't there." But yeah. but I'll take the win as young as this team is because I think where we are going to struggle in the beginning is going to be on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's going to take – we have a lot of young guys playing and these young guys need to gel and they're going to be missing things here and there and it's going to be some growing pains. So I'll take a win week one if it means Zeke's not there. And to answer your question, I, Eli has a short leash and if we're going out there and we're losing and we start out – I think we could have started out 3-1 and one this year. I, I looked at the schedule. I had us losing to you, and I had us winning the next three. I do feel we can steal this game just because of the situation. And if we do, and we start out 4-0, Eli's not going nowhere for a while. If we start out 1-3, and three, and it's, I mean, easily for everybody in the world to see that it's Eli Manning, then yes, Daniel Jones is, is going to get well, thrown I in mean, there. Let's be honest. If this, if this game was in Philly, and Philly was the – New York Giants and they're down at halftime and, and Eli's looking terrible. They're screaming for Daniel to be starting. I don't think you it's going to happen week one. You don't think there's any way that happens in New York? I, not, uh, not week one. Because, not with this young team. Not with this young team that they're putting together. There's because a lot. Because what you're saying is you're talking about you're worried about your your defense. And to me, your defense is probably what you beefed up the most. The struggling offense is what I see. As, as That's, funny. That's funny because I do see our defense getting stronger as the year goes on. I see our offense being a strong point for us. I think our offense is going to help our defense out because it's not going to go out and be flashy. It's going to control the ball with Saquon Barkley. It's going to control the ball by getting first downs and moving it. We're not going to score quick. I think our offense is not going to be a problem. And that's what you were saying earlier. It's hard to say. It is only week one. And yeah. you can't go off the pre- – I mean, I think everybody's going off the previous year when it comes to us. And I will go off the previous year and give you props. Like, you did win the division. I'm not going to be the Eagles. I got Eagles fans going around going, we're going to win the division. I'm like, don't you forget that the Cowboys beat you both times well, that, last year? That, you know that, what I mean? That brings up my next question is I look at the Cowboys and the Eagles, and obviously the Eagles are feeling pretty good right now. You know, they I went as far be. as the Cowboys dig in the division and – you know, they added a couple of key components to their to their team this year, you know, with Deshaun Jackson coming back and Carson Wentz being fully healthy. And Is he fully I healthy, guess, though? Is he fully healthy, though? I, you, you never know. MCLs, and, and, you know, every year there's a reset button. How many times have the Cowboys had a dream team and flopped? How many times the Philly of the year they had a dream team and they with Vic and they totally flopped that year? Every year is reset. You know, I've got a Dolphins fan who's very – depressed right now i said man sometimes you know when you, sometimes some of the worst 
you know, looks can be some hey, of the best teams out there. I'm gonna tell you something. Bell. Jake Delhomme did that years ago with Carolina. They they went there like one. In, they went one in fifteen, that. and the very next year they went to the Super Bowl. They didn't win it. But yeah, you're right. Every I mean, Miami just traded away their number one wide receiver and the. Their, their, their center, I believe. But all I'm saying is every year, you know, these players are phenomenal. I mean, everyone from the very worst to the very best are all, you know, it's a just thin line. miles above. They're just incredible players. And really, it comes down to, to me, a lot of chemistry and how people are, you know, I guess in sync with each other during the game and the coaching, really just little minute details that makes a difference in games a lot of times. Who slips on the grass, you know, can make a difference in a oh, game. I agree. I agree. And to me, though, I look at the Eagles and I, I see a lot of big egos out there, you know, with, with Deshaun. And I think Alshon can kind of be an Eagles e- ego. I'm sorry, ego sometimes. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I think they got rid of one of their key components with Nick Foles, who has really carried them to the playoffs the past couple of years. And, you know, obviously everybody knows won the Super Bowl. But how do you see the Giants and then, I guess, the Cowboys stacking up against the Eagles? You know, I think that's going to be an interesting thing. I, you know, obviously I just said don't write off any teams, but I think everybody agrees on writing off Washington at this point. I've seen – this week, they have the biggest spread out of any team as favorite to lose. Giants are third, by the way, of that spread. Yeah, that's all right. They're, going, they're basing it off last year, and that's fine. No, that's fine. And I, and I already hit my resetting button, brother, and I, I think we're going to have a totally different team this year. But that's, I mean, and I respect your opinion. No, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, the Eagles, there's there's some good there. There's some bad there. I it's, it's, it's all going to go through Carson Wentz, in my opinion. I mean, if he, if he is healthy, if he is 100% healthy and they protect him, he can play like an MVP. There's no doubt about it. So you were dead on when you said, you know, Dak isn't that guy. He's not on that level. I mean, he's not. And I think See, Carson I Wentz can like, get yeah, – he, he can, get it, like he can get it done. He can get it done. But if he's not 100%, I mean – I don't see him going anywhere, but I guess if you're saying, let's just say he is, I mean, they're going to be a tough team. They're going to be a tough out. But I'm not yeah, going to sit was, there and say they're going to win the division. I mean, I I'm going to fight. I was a comment today that both the offenses of this game's going to depict on which team can run more between Dallas and the Giants. And basically the argument is, is or the, the deciding factors, which team gets more rushing yards. And I guess – I don't know. I don't know if I quite see it that way, but it is very interesting to see. You said Carson Wentz with the Eagles, and here we are looking at Dallas not having our starting running back. We're relying on, you know, a veteran Alfred Morris and Polk and Uh, other mixtures of running back to to really carry the load. But I I don't know. I I somewhat disagree with what you're saying about Dak. I know I said along those lines, but I do look at Dak and, and Eli and I guess, I, to me, if I were picking, you know, out of that, which one, and probably, you're right, some of it is the offensive line, too, but I just think that that group is is going to be a consistent group to this. However, I will say, if Saquon goes and runs out for 120 to 150 yards, it's probably not going to be a good day for Dallas to start the season. But Dallas is historically... The past few years started off slow and picked up towards the end of the year. And I know Giants have had a couple of years that way where they started out slow and won Super Bowl. So, you know, in the end of it, 
I don't know if it even means anything in the end, but I would agree. If Saquon can go crazy, it's probably going to be a long day for the Cowboys. I do. I, I want to say this. I think if we're with our new team and waiting on them to gel and, and, and to build that camaraderie, I mean, it would be huge for us to play you week one without a Zeke Elliott. I do think and I do believe my cow, uh, my Giants can beat the Cowboys this week. It's going to be a lot of ifs, and that's the that's the beauty of it. It's a new season. It's a new beginning. We don't know what these teams look like other than by what they looked like last year. We're a totally different team, in my opinion. And so the one the one thing you said just to just to recap is you had said that you think you could beat the the Zeke Elliott list Cowboys. Do you not think that you can beat the Zeke Elliott? having Cowboys. I wasn't. Cowboys. Week one, I wasn't giving us a win. I'm going to be honest, I wasn't. Um, yeah. I wasn't. Interesting. I, I would say, I would say, it's just interesting you say that because I would say similarly, I feel very confident with Zeke. I think it's more of a toss-up without Zeke. However, we're still going to get the win because, <laughs> you know, we have the best offensive league in the NFL and we got Jason Witt. Well, you, well, you, know, you know we did lead the <laughs> NFC East in scoring last year. Towards, you know, yeah, we, uh, did turn uh, this, uh, we did turn this ship around when our uh, offensive sure. line got a little bit better. So now it's going to be a lot better. So it's going to make a big difference. But, Randy, I, we, we're running out of time here. I want to thank you for being our first weekend rivalry caller. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I love your passion as a Cowboys fan. I would love to have you on again, maybe when we play on Monday night and we'll have a little more understanding what, you know, these two teams look like. That'll be November 4th. But uh, I really appreciated having you. I appreciate your passion, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, man, and hey, all the best of luck for the year for you guys. I like Eli Manning. I wish the guy the best of luck. Ever since he was drafted, I had a lot of respect for him. You know, had a really enjoyed watching them when they were really good. I'll never forget when they took down Donovan McNabb 12 times in one game, probably my favorite game I've ever watched in all of football. But, I remember that. Yep. Hey, man, it's been, it's been awesome. Appreciate the time. You got it, buddy. Thanks again. Yep. See ya. All right, Giants fans. So if you're listening to this, we want to thank you for joining us. And uh, I want to give a special thanks to our producer, Beats and Beards, with a Z for our production and our music. And uh, thank you for Anchor for allowing us to drop this podcast to you guys. It's your one-stop shop to record, host, and distribute your podcast. Um, Like I said, I'm Chris Peterson. I'm with my nephew, Brandon Smoker. We're looking to bring you Giants news, and we thank you for listening, and go G-Men. See you next time, Giants fans. You can reach the Big Blue G-Man podcast at Blue underscore G-Man, or you can hashtag it BBG podcast, or just email us at BigBlueGman at Outlook.com. Go Giants.